Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Podcast. I am Billy Embody. Sorry we have not been able to connect on a podcast episode in a minute, but I am here to give you just that for your weekend. Been a busy run. Been down in Baton Rouge. Got some planning things done. Got some uh, time with recruits. Got some time around the LSU basketball team. LSU football. So I kind of want to just sit down and and really just kind of brain dump a little bit on what I've seen out of LSU football, uh, you know, especially in fall camp as that has now come to a wrap um, and kind of preview what's ahead as we're about to be at game week for, for LSU. Florida State, LSU, New Orleans, about a week away now. So this is a good time to kind of reset things. Some position battles are getting a little bit more clear, and uh, LSU is trending toward getting ready to name a quarterback as well. So we'll touch on that um, in this podcast. Appreciate your guys being patient. There's just been a lot going on, you know, recruiting, team, all those things. So excited to get you guys out this podcast as the weekend hits. I am coming to you guys from Long Beach, California, set to watch LSU commit Dalen Austin. Uh, So getting to enjoy a little bit of Cali um, for about 24 hours before I head back home. Um, Excited to see Dalen. He had a big start to his senior year, returning a, uh, I believe, a punt return um, to the house uh, in last week's game. Uh, But this is a good matchup for him. He gets to play against Sarah. Uh, This is a good, good rivalry in in, uh, the California high school ranks, um, and they've got some talent over there as well. So excited to see uh, him get after it tonight as well. Uh, saw him at LSU camp this summer. Uh, we were very high on him after his performance there. So this is going to be a fun uh, fun thing uh, to get to do uh, and catch some California football. Definitely gives me a little bit of uh, Sunshine State vibes just uh, being on the water uh, here in Long Beach. So excited for my first live look at California high school football. But let's jump in to LSU football. Uh, Brian Kelly met with the media this week. He had his first radio show. Uh, the big question, of course, that everybody wants to talk about is when are they going to name a starting quarterback and who's it going to be? I would say just getting to spend a little bit of time around people this week as well as what we've seen just overall, I would be surprised if it's not Jaden Daniels as a starting quarterback. You know, I just think he's a he's a veteran Um you know, has that experience, has the ability to move around a little bit more so uh, than than Garrett Nussbeier. I love Nuss's ability to extend plays. I just think as the offensive line is still getting settled, one of the things that LSU is going to want is a quarterback that can move around, and, and that's Jaden Daniels. And I think he's also earned it in the sense that, you know, he has improved on his passing. He has improved on the footwork uh, that they've wanted him to, you know, clean up. So I think that's something uh, to kind of keep an eye on if you're an LSU fan, especially in the opener. How does he look just fundamentally? That's going to be uh, something that really stands out to me. That's what I'll be watching for if he is indeed named the starter. I will say this. Garrett Nussmeyer has done a terrific job in this competition, and I do feel like he deserves to play uh, regardless of, of how this competition ends up you know, being being decided, you know, from a starter perspective, I, I think he's made it harder on the coaching staff. And and I think that shows with Miles Brennan's decision to step away from football. And, and it, it's been, you know, a minute, I, I think, you know, I, I didn't look before uh, this last podcast, but I think our last podcast, 
um, was when Miles decided to step away um, from the Tigers and and move on with his life. Um, you know, it, it was almost a you know two weeks ago, unfortunately, but that's kind of how it goes. Excited to get you guys out more podcasts now that we're into the season and, and kind of more in a routine. Um, been seeing a lot of high school prospects lately as well, um, and we're under a week away now for Zalance Hurd's announcement. But back to the quarterbacks, I really do think that it's going to be Jaden Daniels as a starting quarterback. It makes a lot of sense. He wasn't brought here to sit. I know the coaching staff makes you earn everything, and I do think that plays – uh, into a reason why we haven't seen a quarterback named. You know, Brian Kelly talked about it on Tuesday night, how he wanted to, you know, see through the weekend and, and potentially and and make that decision afterwards. Um, and so, you know, that just speaks to the job Nuss has done. I'm interested to see how this impacts the quarterback room. You know, everybody's going to immediately think, you know, does Garrett Nussmeyer transfer? You know, if I'm Nuss, you know, he does have his one-time uh, transfer you know, waiver to, to be able to step, you know, into a, you know, another program and be eligible. But I just think if you're him, it was a close enough battle. You know, why do you, why would you step away from LSU? But, you know, we'll see these guys, these quarterback competitions are tough. Only one guy can really play. Um, if I'm nuts, it's kind of the same thing I said when Miles Brennan stepped away. I think this is a position that could see, you know, at the time, all three players, uh, get action um, for LSU, but with with Jaden Daniels and Garrett Nussmeyer, I really think that both would see time. So I'm interested to see how you know that decision na- uh, naming. You know, if it is Jaden Daniels a starter, how that would impact Nuss. Um, you know, for for Jaden, I think he just brings a little bit more to the table in terms of moving around and and you know potentially being in the quarterback run game. Um, that's something that you know Mike Denbrock does seem like he likes to do. He obviously had Desmond Ritter last year um, at Cincinnati. And, um, you know, Garrett Nussmeyer is still a very good quarterback and I think has a bright future. So we're watching that as of the time of this recording on Friday afternoon uh, here in Cali. Um, there hasn't been a starter named. You know, Brian Kelly said they're just going to kind of put out an announcement, I think, and, and, and see where it goes. But might be in the into the weekend before we see that. So that's the number one thing we're watching. But, you know, another thing that, really stood out to me is the offensive line. Brian Kelly did say that they moved around um, Anthony Bradford into guard a little bit, right guard, see if he works out there. That has allowed Cam Wire to get some action. It seems like there's kind of a three-man rotation on that right side between um, or among um, Miles Frazier, uh, Anthony Bradford, and Cam Wire. I, I think your best five is Will Campbell, Tremont Shorts, uh, Garrett Dellinger, who Brian Kelly did say has gotten his snaps, you know, into a good situation after the early struggles, and then Anthony Bradford and Miles Frazier, but clearly, or sorry, excuse me, Anthony Bradford at right guard, and then Miles Frazier at right tackle, but you know they're clearly not happy with it at the moment with where it stands. You know, not to say that they don't think they can get the job done, but it's definitely a work in progress. I think you know finding those right five. Could Emory Jones be somebody that steps onto the field eventually? I could see that um, being being a situation that could unfold. Um, you know, just with how good he's been in camp, I actually got a chance to lay eyes on him outside of the football uh, facility. He was walking out uh, one of the days I was there, and he just really looks 
trim in a good way, looks ready to go. Um, so I'm interested to see if they can get him some work in early on, at least evaluate if he needs to be a redshirt guy or if he needs to be somebody that plays out you know, his whole freshman year. But um, I think this is an offensive line that, you know, as long as Will Campbell can, you know, adjust to when the bullets are actually flying, and I think he's shown that um, through fall camp, that's going to help immensely. You know, having a left tackle that can hold it down uh, with a quarterback situation that could see multiple guys in there is important. You know, those guys have to be confident in their left tackle, and I think Will, for the most part, is, has shown that since arriving on campus. So, the offensive line is still in flux. Another thing that's going to be in flux, at least until three game three into the season um, and beyond that as it as they add John Emery back in, but the running back room, John Emery, looking like he'll miss the first two games of the year. Kind of uh, the best way to put it from what I've talked to his horses, and Brian Kelly said he couldn't comment on it because it was academics, but um, it, it, it is a situation where he kind of has to pay the final due of his his last year's suspension which I don't think is you know fair I mean the NCAA does a lot of things wrong I, I would think that is one of them uh, you know having to you know uh, serve additional games in the next season is pretty crazy just from an a- academic perspective but um, you know John Emery has done a lot of good things a lot of people say he would be the starter if this if he was out you know ready to go game one, but it looks like he's not. That's not settled just yet. Um, you know, that's not in ink, but could be. Um, and, and we'll be monitoring that situation. But Noah Kane and Armani Goodwin have really taken the, you know, bull by the horns, I think, at the running back position as they've been given, you know, them more reps uh, with Emery, um, you know, being, you know, his status very much up in the air uh, for Florida State and uh, the Southern game. You know, other than that, on offense, you know, the big storyline of the week probably is Mason Taylor, you know, getting tons of praise from Brian Kelly. It sounds like they're going to have a tough time keeping him off the field at tight end, um, and they like what they have there. Wide receiver, I think we all know what we're going to see out of LSU at that position. And then you flip over the defensive side of the ball, and I think the safety room and the linebacker room, and during, uh, you know, our time in Baton Rouge, got to see the defense exclusively during a rainy Tuesday practice, I think the linebacker room is one that you're going to see rotation. You know, Mike Jones Jr., um, you know, getting the start there, uh, you know, coming coming back from, you know, a tough first season, he's really shown that he looks like he can be somebody they can rely upon. And then, you know, next to him uh, is somebody that uh, I think is really poised uh, for a big year, and that's Greg Penn. I think he's done everything they've asked. And so those two look like your starters at linebacker. Harold Perkins has been making a push. I think he's going to play. I don't think there's any way he redshirts. Um, West Weeks has come on uh, strong as of late. And then, you know, the wild card is kind of Michael Micah Baskerville. You know, Matt House met with the media and said basically uh, that, you know, they want to see him be more physical. And I think that's something that stood out, you know, naming a reason why, he might not be with the starters at the moment um, is something that's intriguing. You know, physicality is something that you have or you don't. Um, it's not usually something you can develop. Uh, and Micah's played a good bit of football for LSU, but you know, if, if that's something they need to see, then they need to, you know, they're they're going to have to throw him out there at some point and see if he can take it to the game. But right now, it just doesn't seem like they're too. Um, 
not happy, but uh, you know, confident in where he's at physicality-wise. So I thought that was an interesting way for him to put it, is that they're looking for more out of him from a physical perspective um, because he has played football. He's, he's shown he can be you know, somebody that's reliable. So the linebacker room, I think that could be a shuffle, um, especially when you get into the you know, Southern game and, and opportunities to play guys a little bit more and, and work down your roster a little bit, work down your depth chart. Um, it, you know, they have that Southern game to kind of fine tune some things. And then they got SEC play right after that. Uh, and then, you know, they're into New Mexico and then they're really into the teeth of everything. I'm interested to see how this staff assesses everyone across the board um, at all the positions over the course of these first four games because you've got, you know, a, a game that I think won't tell where this team is headed because it is a new coaching staff. Um, and, and guy, I think they'll, they'll be able to get more comfortable as the season goes along. But, you know, if they come out and handle business against FSU, um, that's going to be a good sign. You know, F- FSU is certainly a team that, uh, you know, Mike Norvell could be on the hot seat. There, there's you know, tons of chatter about how, you know, they aren't where they need to be in terms of their eyes, but you still got to come out and prove it. You're going to have a new quarterback. Um, I think LSU, these first four games, has a chance to win them all. No doubt about that. I have them all winning. I have them winning them all, um, the first four. And then you can really kind of assess going into SEC play where some of these positions are, um, where maybe you see some of these younger players like an Emory Jones, like a, um, a, a Harold Perkins, a Mason Taylor, um, you know, some of these other guys that are going to get opportunities, see where they're at and also see where these transfers have, you know, whether or not these transfers are actually, you know, settling in. You look at the secondary, um, you've got Major Burns, uh, who was here last year, of course, but uh, he's somebody that is, it seems like he's overtaken Joe Fouché. Um, you know, for the starting spot next to Jay Ward back there. Greg Brooks is at the nickel. Makai Garner, Colby Richardson, all of those guys on the back end of the secondary got to show that they can, you know, really bolster this this unit. And I think the defense's success really comes down to the secondary. I think we know that this, this defensive line is really, really talented. Three guys landed on the all-SEC coaches uh, list, you know, B.J. Ojolari, Mason's uh, B.J. Ojolari, Jack, uh, Roy, and um, and Ali Gay. I mean, those are three guys that I think you know are going to be pretty good. And then Mason Smith should have been on there, in my opinion. You know, he's somebody that has has had a really strong camp, really looks the part. So the secondary is going to tell the tale of I think how good this defense can be. Um, they really have, you know, the defensive line to do it. They need the secondary to show that they can run cover, do all those things. I think physicality-wise, all those guys look the part. They're going to bring an edge in that perspective. But I just want to see it happen. Um, they had, you know, coverages, coverage, uh, you know, issues uh, without a doubt over the last couple years. And this is a group that is completely revamped. Um, you know, I forgot to mention Jarek uh, Bernard Converse and Seven Banks back there. How these guys all adjust and what they bring to the table is so critical for how this defense is going to finish out. Um, you know, I think one of the stars in camp, special teams-wise, kind of sw- switching gears, has been Malik Neighbors. You know, he looks like he's going to be a difference maker at punt return, um, has a chance to be the guy at kick return if it's not Armani Goodwin. Um, 
and then you have uh, Damian Ramos at the kicking game, that's a question mark. You know, even though he's come on and had a good camp, you don't know uh, how it's going to work out with him. So I don't know how to feel just yet completely about this team, but I do feel like they're not this seven-win team. I think they could be in that nine-win range. I haven't finalized my predictions for the season yet. I'll drop them next week, but you know, this is a team that I don't know if holes are the right way to say it, and I don't think it is. It's more like questions. Like Mason Taylor is a great example. He's gotten so much praise from the coaching staff, and, and you know, to get that level of praise is impressive, regardless of you know, freshman or not. But he's got to you know step right in and, and be a guy that they rely on right away. And it, it seems like he's shown in fall camp that he can be that guy. But how does it work out? And the same goes for you know Seven Banks, for example. Can he stay healthy? Um, is Major Burns, who uh, another guy you know who's gotten a lot of praise, can he take that next step? And, and be the player that they're talking him up to be right now. Um, those are all questions. They're not necessarily necessarily holes. You know, the right side of the offensive line. If they're moving around Anthony Bradford, Miles Frazier, and Cam Wire, is that a good thing? Or are they just trying to find, you know, the best five? Are they trying to plug a hole? Um, you know, has Miles Frazier not been good enough? You know, those are all things that need to be answered. You know, Noah Kane uh, looks the part. Um, can he be a really solid SEC back and and get back on track to, you know, the future that he had as a highly touted prospect coming out of high school. And then Jaden Daniels and, and Garrett Nussmeyer. I mean, you know, Nuss hasn't played a ton. Jaden, you have a lot of film out there on him. You know, I think, what he can bring to the table. But again, new atmosphere, new environment. How do those guys play? How do they perform? So that's kind of why this team, and I've said this for a while, could very well be boom or bust. I just don't see them at this time at a, as a seven-win type of team where they come out and, you know, new staff, bunch of new players, struggle, lose against Florida State, um, kind of you know, go up and down in SEC play, things like that, and finish 7-5. and five. I just don't see that being the way this team goes. Um, you know, and, and that would be a, a four – that would be a uh, you know a 500 team um, in SEC play too. Um, in reality, because you got you'd have three non-conference wins. If you lost to FSU, that'd be you know, one. You'd be four and four in SEC play. I don't see them doing that. Um, and and I really try to you know uh, be someone who you know doesn't have you know purple and gold glasses on. I I I see them as a nine plus win team at this stage. And I, I think that's pretty fair just because you don't have holes necessarily. You have questions uh, just in terms of how those guys will actually pan out. So, you know, I think overall uh, this team, you know, from being around some people this week and, and getting a chance to, you know, at least watch the defense and hear from Brian Kelly. Um, and we've heard from you know, Brian Polian, Matt House, Mike Denbrock, um, you know, as you guys are probably listening to this, players are going through interviews, and then we have our final media availability on Saturday. It, it just seems like they're really, I think, confident and at ease in what systems they have in place and the players they brought in. I think top to bottom, this roster looks night and day different. I mean, you know, they they have been able to stay healthy through fall camp for the most part. Uh, they have been 
you know, brought up in two systems that have been successful. You know, I think Madhouse is somebody that's going to really surprise people in a way. He was on our list of coordinators to watch for on three, um, you know, across the board. Somebody that could really, you know, bolster his stock um, with the season he could put together for LSU calling games. Um, and then, you know, Mike Denbrock's been around, knows, I think, how to get the most out of this this group that he has, even if, again, tight end is a question. They like running with a tight end, um, and they'll need a lot out of Cole Taylor and Mason Taylor, especially because of that. So it's going to be a very interesting team to watch. Um, I just kind of want to brain dump some of the things that I've seen, heard, um, and, and get that out to you guys in this edition of the podcast. I do want to say we're a week away under a week away from uh, Zalance Hurd announcing uh, his decision. I still very much like my pick uh, on LSU there. The five-star out of Neville for on three. Um, you know, I, I think he's going to be, you know, a key piece to this class, no doubt. Um, looking forward to kind of going heavy on recruiting early next week, and then we'll rock out another predict, you know, kind of review of the depth chart type of podcast. And then uh, before you know it, it'll be game day. So we've got a lot of good things coming our way uh, at thebengaltiger.com. So be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. We've had a run of subscribers jumping on board. Really appreciate you guys um, that have subscribed. Um, but we're just getting started. Football season's here. It's going to be a blast. Um, you know, Continuing to see a lot of these high school guys. Uh, I'll certainly review Dalen Austin next week. Um, got some eyes on... Um, you know, quite a few LSU targets uh, over the last really couple weeks, especially, and now games are here. So going to run down some thoughts on that next week and kind of where the class is heading into the season. So look for that uh, on Monday um, and also been in touch with some guys trying to get them on the pod and, and um, you know, some guests uh, regularly scheduled for the season. So looking forward to rolling all of that out for you guys as the season will be here before we know it officially, but um This is the last weekend without college football for quite some time. So enjoy the games. Enjoy the Week Zero games. I'm sure I'll uh, catch the rewind of uh, the FSU game uh, this weekend. Um, And hope you guys just enjoy the first weekend of college football the fall. So appreciate you guys listening. Uh, We'll catch you guys next week. We're back on the podcast train, and and we're not slowing down anytime soon. So thanks for listening to this edition of the Bengal Tiger Podcast, and I'll catch you guys next week.